It's Friday. I ain't got nothing to do today. It's the 20th. September 20th. Well, maybe you can all be out there getting something for my birthday because Eric Marino was born September 26th. You have six days to my birthday, everybody. Welcome back to Sportsaholics, the almost daily sports experience. I'm Eric Marino. This is John Sheezer. How are we doing today, Sheez? What's happening out in Los Angeles? It's great. It's a little bit overcast, finally. It's been... 80, I mean, this is sorry if you're in Wisconsin or Alaska, wherever you're listening, but 85, 95 for the last month daily, just sweating, hot, miserable. Um, I don't know how that translates. Hot, damn hot. Um, what about you? How's New York City treating a Boston boy like yourself? Well, I'll tell you, it is uh, the first leaves have fallen from the trees. We can see. Uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, God, we're in the last day of fall. We are in the last day of fall. She's, I mean, last day of summer, last day of summer. It's the last day of summer, everybody. September 20th. If that's right, I believe it's September 21st. I hope I'm right. Um, so here we go. Uh, uh, lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, uh, as the Antonio Brown, no longer a Nike athlete. We'll get that out of the way. You know, he's done some things that, uh, well, uh, they're after the no matter what they what no matter what he did in Pennsylvania, it's after the uh, statute of limitations, I guess. So we're not going to see any criminal charges from Pennsylvania uh, when uh, Antonio Brown allegedly uh, jacked off on the back of his trainer. So there's no charges from that. But Nike says uh, no more. We won't have any Nike shoes, and I guess he doesn't have his deal. We'll see if he gets on that. Uh, we may have seen the. <laughs> The beginning of the end of Antonio Brown as a Patriot, we may be just one flash in the pan. Who knows when he's going to get on that commissioner exempt list? You know, it, I mean, it's kind of exciting in, in that 10 years from now when we do our, an episode on the 20th, we can say, and today in history, in 2019, Antonio Brown was dropped by Nike for jerking off on the back of his trainer. <laughs> it, it, it has a better ring to it when you say it like that. Um do you got any plans for the weekend? What shows you doing, man? Oh, uh, what do we got here? Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, our good friend of the show, Matt Edgar, is uh, is out in town. So there's been a lot of jumping around, doing stuff there. God, what do, what do I have? I, I'm supporting. Uh, I'm supporting uh, one of our other friends Friday night, Friday night tonight at the Cutting Room. Uh, Rajiv Santal uh, is man in the middle. I'm doing that show. So if you're able to get, if you're able to hear this instantaneously, and you're in New York City, the Cutting Room tonight. I believe uh, nine o'clock showtime. Uh, that's what I'll be doing, supporting a friend. And then, uh, you know, I'm in negotiations about possibly going back to O'Keefe's Bar in uh, in Brooklyn for the uh, punching bag open mic and, and uh, showcase show. We'll see if that happens. We will see. Uh, you know, and then I'm uh, and I'll have a, and I, you know what else I had? I had a lovely lunch today uh, at uh, <laughs> at the Friars Club. That's what I did. Today. Very nice. Very nice. That's, That's right. Peabody Award winning writer. Emmy nominated. Emmy nominated. And, uh, you know, did more episodes Very of Saturday Night Live than Shane Gillis. I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Oh. Every day's a gift, everybody. Every day's a gift. Do what you can. Hug the ones that matter. Well, today was in history, uh, 1919, 100 years ago. Today, Babe Ruth, guess what? Ties Ned Williamson's major league record. Or home runs with 27 long bombs. Wow, 1919. Uh, 
right, so that's his uh, that's his last uh, year as a Red Sox. Was it that was the year they traded him? They traded him because it's like what a lot of people don't appreciate is how the Boston Red Sox saved baseball from the Black Sox scandal. Thank you very much. 1919, it's all going downhill because of the Black Sox scandal. 1920, he goes over the Babe goes over to the Yankees, saves baseball. So to everyone who says that you know the Red Sox got got fleeced, no, what they did was save baseball. That's what they did. They saved baseball. And then the foolish New York Yankee fans knocked down the house that Ruth built to put up some Legoland copy. Foolish, foolish mortals, as always. These mortals, they're so foolish, they'll never quite get what we get, she's the immortal sportsaholics that we are. Well, it's a big day for uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. On September 20th, 1933, the Steelers made their first appearance in the NFL, uh, unfortunately, in their first game, they played the Giants and lost twenty-three to two. But they got that safety, so that's uh, you know they had a decent defense, I guess. Yeah, sir. In this day and night, uh, Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis, K, uh, KO'd Bob Pastor in eleven for the heavyweight boxing title. And we mentioned the San Francisco Seals in the Pacific Coast League um, in previous couple episodes back if you remember but in 1959 the Giants beat the Dodgers on this day 8-2 to which was the last game they actually played in Seals Stadium uh, the next year Candlestick Park was finished they moved into Candlestick Park uh, but they played at that park for two years going 163 and 145 while playing at old Seals Stadium in San Francisco that was interesting. You know, uh, on this day, uh, 1973, uh, I was just shy of my second birthday, everybody, but the tennis match deemed the battle of the sexes, 1973, Billie Jean King against Bobby Riggs in the Houston Astrodome with Billie Jean King beating Bobby Riggs in straight sets, 6-4, 6-3, 6-3, uh, a worldwide television audience watched, tuned in, 50 million people tuned in to watch worldwide. Jeez, it's the Battle of the Sexes. You got you kids today, there was a movie made with Steve Carell playing Bobby Riggs. So you can watch it now. How much of that in do you think was Andy Kaufman wrestling women? You know, how much of that was there any of that element in what he was doing, you think? Well, Andy Kaufman doesn't exist yet in the public consciousness, but sure. You know, I mean, but if we want to go non-sports, let's bring a, you know, because Florida, a, a lot of people want to get traded out of Miami right now. You know who wanted to get out of Miami really bad on this day in 1970? Jim Morrison of the Doors, everybody, was found guilty of indecent exposure and profanity. Uh, he was acquitted of the charges lewd and lascivious behavior. The charges were related to his performance. That also can be seen in a movie. A lot of movies. A lot of movies were made about today's date. You know what I'm sort of saying? It's a it's a very it's a very filmable day. Well, actually, yeah, you're correct. Cause in uh, Mickey Mantle in 1968, hits his final home run, finishing his 18 year major league career. Um, it, at that time, third on the all time <laughs> list, um, only behind Babe Ruth and Willie Mays. Um, Willie Mays actually retires at the end of that same season but yeah the mick oklahoma's finest played for the drop joplin uh minors played for the kansas city blues minor league team um i saw the big statue of him outside of 
the Oklahoma City Dodger Stadium. It's like Mickey, Mickey Mantle Parkway. And probably the greatest intersection of street signs. It's Mickey Mantle Parkway, I believe, and Flaming Lips Boulevard, downtown Oklahoma City. <laughs> That's a, that's a that's a good intersection. That's a great intersection. Very very rare. Uh, we also have some other greats. Other greats did great things on this day, or not so great things. Uh, San Francisco wide receiver Dwight Clark, you know, famous for the catch that catapulted the Niners over the Cowboys dynasty way back in the eighties. Uh, well, his uh, his consecutive streak of of. Uh, Games with receptions ended at 105 today as the, as they went down to uh, – as the 49ers beat the Cincinnati Bengals 27-26, uh, to 26, but Dwight Clark went receptionless. And uh, in 1987, Walter Payton, sweetness, scored his 107th rushing touchdowns as the Bears won 20-3 over Tampa Bay. Now, don't forget, people – don't forget Jarrett, his son. He tried desperately – to fill his dad's shoes, but went undrafted. He played at Miami. A brief stint with the Titans. Uh, I mean, very brief. I mean, career rushing yards, 105 with two touchdowns, but spent some time with in the uh, with Montreal, Toronto Argonauts. Went over to Europe, NFL Europe 2005, but uh, was a World Bowl champion 2005. All NFL Europe, same year. Uh, one of Orange Bowl with the Hurricanes in 2004. Um, he was the MVP of that Orange Bowl, yeah, apparently. that's right. That's right. Um, but don't, so don't forget about Jared, you know. I mean, it's hard living up when your dad's Walter Payton. But, uh, you know, he did a decent job. He got to the league. Well, also, on this day 21 years ago, <clears throat> Robert Johnson was, uh, was, uh, was uh, celebrated – at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum in uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Museum in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, Robert Johnson, of course, famously allegedly sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads, which the I have visited. Jeez, I we're mean, talking about good crossroads. Personal thing for you, at- right? And so, anyone burled but this, by the way, this uh, this uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame celebration can legally drink now. It is twenty one, so congratulations on that. Uh, and Sheezer, you probably want us to know that uh, Clayton Kershaw, in in uh, just eight years ago today, became the first Dodgers twenty win twenty game winner since Ramon Martinez, who of course is Pedro Martinez, his brother, uh, and he did the same feat in nineteen ninety. <clears throat> well, you know what? Let's not forget Thurman Munson. I mean, in nineteen eighty, on this date, um, this was the day that the Yankees revealed their, you know, in their Memorial Park. Um, right. Kind of retired his number. But if you remember, Munson was killed. Plane crash. In a plane crash. And I don't, I'm going to look it up, I guess. But it seems like a list. Um, I don't know, three people. I can, you know, it's Holiday, Munson. Was it Corey Lytle or uh, the Yankee, the other Yankees pitcher? Oh, I'm with you. I know uh, what you mean. Anyway, we'll look that up for now. You're saying about plane deaths? Yeah, like guys piloting their own planes, dying that are major league pitchers. Right. Well, it's also a bad day for rock and rollers on this day. In 1973, Jim Croce was killed in a plane crash on his way to Sherman, Texas for a concert. Uh, I, of course, that's uh, if I could save time in a bottle, bad, bad Leroy Brown, operator, 
Oh, you know, uh, Jim Croce, one of those singer-songwriter classics. I forget. Can you sing Operator for me? I forget how that goes. <laughs> Operator, can you help me make this call? Yeah. Uh, okay. I can you? I <laughs> yeah, I think I remember that. The number on the matchbook is old and faded. It's all about, you know, she's living in L.A. with my once best friend, Ray. You know, <clears throat> I hate that song. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Point is, but do on not the birth get in tip, small engine aircraft. If you're making money, like if you're poor, it doesn't matter. But for some reason, if you're making money, you got a lot of things going for you. I know it's luxurious at times. My cousin's getting his license, small plane. I'm just, I'm not getting into that plane because if it crashes, guess what? That's two losses in the family. Not going to happen as far as, you know, it's like, uh, it's like that business law where, you know, not all the CEO, CFO, they can't be all be on the same flight. So if the plane goes down, the business doesn't, you know, isn't ruined. That's why Sheezer and I never fly together. Well, except that one time that we flew together. And I guess, well, we, sometimes fly separately rarely all right uh in boston in boston this is a birthday for uh the legendary celtic the creator of the celtic celtic pride the 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 man who started it all red all back red uh he was of course the uh, coach of the legendary bill russell teams he went on to become the general manager president Uh, he's the man that wants the he's a man so frightening that the philadelphia 76ers traded their pick away uh, instead of trading, uh, just, instead of trading in 1986, I want to go through the actual years just, just to, because it's just that much more impactful. But as an NBA champion coach, 57, not in 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, and 66. Uh, one time coach of the year in 65. So apparently he was hated so much that they only one time in that nine championship run that he get coach of the year uh he was also the guy that knew to like draft larry bird a year early you know what i mean like i think i think okay so here's the other thing as an executive a seven-time champion in 68 69 74 yep 76 81 84 and 86 only once in that run nba executive of the year 1980 so that would be the year they got Larry Bird. <laughs> so, plays by his own rules. Probably rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um, but when it was all said and done, had accumulated 16 rings. So that's both hands, a foot, and one on your big toe. Oh, yeah. He's moving down, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, at that point, you can't even move as a, as a, you're kind of limping around. But Cheezer, I don't want to keep, you know, we have a lot of Kansas City fans. I don't want to think that it's just the, you know, Marino's Boston app. So, you know, famous uh, Kansas City Chief, Dante Hall, X Factor, oh, you know, that kickoff specialist. Very exciting. It's like a little pin. Very exciting. Uh, so, see, born in uh, 1978. So he's 41. Wow. That makes me feel young, you know. But, uh, good. No, he, um, in 2003, he returned a kickoff or a punt for a touchdown in four consecutive games, which is still an NFL record. Uh, he set the Chiefs franchise record with 68 kickoff returns for 1,718 yards, which is a Chiefs franchise record. Um, 
kind of a short drafted career. before drafted before Tom Brady pick one fifty three of two thousand. <laughs> wow, and Tom Brady's pick one ninety nine. The Chiefs could still have Tom Brady. You guys could have had Tom Brady this whole time. Well, they were infatuated with that five eight hundred eighty seven pound frame. Uh, but played for the Chiefs six years and then two with the Rams. But he was a two time Pro Bowler. Uh, all pro in 03. Uh, did make the NFL 2000s all decade team. So um, 1,200 and 1,200, 397 total career yards and 12 touchdowns. It seemed like he scored a lot more than 12, but uh, yeah, 12 it was. So happy birthday, 41st birthday, Dante Hall. Yes. Happy birthday, Reynolds. Brady, but at the time, you know, I think, what is it, 2000? I think, is that the Trent Green era in Arrowhead? Yeah. Anyway, we were. That is exactly what it was. You guys were very high on Trent Green at the time. I would say that's, and maybe Elvis Gerbach. Yeah, it was, it was like leftovers from the 49ers. That was our thing. We had a weird thing because we had to, (laughs) we had to have players that had only played with the 49ers. It was like Rich Gannon and. Um, Elvis Gerbach. Uh, anyway, yeah, there were weird, there are weird, there are weird things like that 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 pop up in sports. There certainly are. But that's the list of ending officially of what has happened in sports history. I don't know about the, on the weekend stuff. I mean, obviously, we don't have anything to cover the weekend right now. But I just. I don't want to guarantee listeners here like a daily day to day. I think when it happens, we're the almost day- daily sportsaholic show. Yeah, when it when it happens day to day, that's great. But I, as a producer, would like these things to be just you know more open ended. Just so there's some. We would have done one yesterday, but you were at a baseball game. Why don't you tell us about that, Cheezer? Woke up with surprise tickets from the misses and. Five o'clock start. It was a getaway day. Just a weird two-game series against the Rays, which even though they're in playoff contention, it's still the Rays. Um, We left early by an inning and a half when they were still winning. Jansen came in. um, This was two nights ago and blew the game, if you guys remember, on SportsCenter. So that's a big problem for the Dodgers is they have no bullpen. I don't know if they moved Kelly there. They've tried Urias. Um it was great. I bumped into Todd Munson, who we'll have on the show this fall. He's a big Nebraska Corn Huskers blogger. If you go to Big Red Fury, F-U-R-Y dot com, um, he does weekly updates, video blogs. Um, but Not see, Red Big Furry. That's a completely different scene. And yeah, don't worry yeah, about yeah, the guy. Exactly, exactly. Um as for people who like to dress as Clifford the Big Red Dog and have sex, do not he, check out uh, Blake Big Red Furry. He and his wife are season ticket holders, um, but like many of us, he works from a laptop, so he'll actually get to the game two or three hours beforehand, do his work from the stadium, usually post up by the bullpen. They've they've got some bar seats that overlook the bullpen. Um, I've done it a few times with him. It's great because then once batting practice starts, there's only 18 or 20 people at the stadium because you have to have a certain – you have to be a season ticket holder to get in that early. They don't let the public in for another hour. So you can just walk around picking up baseballs just because there's no competition. 
you give the couple to the kids, get that out of the way immediately so they got their ball so no one's looking at you like you're a creep. And then it, <laughs> from that point on, you're all good. Um, and that's how I got my uh, Yasiel Puig, Dodgers, 60th home run or 60th year edition uh, baseball. Went, he hit it into the upper deck, and it bounced back down into the lower deck. And the row right behind me reached over and grabbed it. And so I guess without even intending – that's the baseball of the day. Let's go with that's our ball Dodgers. of the day with Caesar's ball of the day. Dodgers 60th anniversary Yasiel Puig batting practice home run ball. There you go, listeners. Boom. Um, but no, the game was fun, man. It was. Uh, we were both all Dodgered up. Bumped into Todd Munson. Had some laughs. Like he goes to so many games, he was able to kind of inform me on the next level where he he goes. So they're only right now confident in Bueller and Kershaw and Ryu as starters. So the fourth starter potentially is going to be by committee. And so they were experimenting with that at the game two nights ago um, just to see how that worked out. The rookies all went – Gosselin went two innings. May went two innings. Um, Urias went an inning, kind of got lit up. So they're kind of just – moving pieces around, experimenting with different potential lineups for the postseason. And so um, it was interesting to see that. A couple home runs. Uh, Jacques Peterson crushed one. Bellinger hit one. Um, you know, typical Dodgers game. It was good to get one in right before the end of the season because, you know, I don't know if I'm going to put down 120 bucks for a NLCS game. You know, I just right. I, I don't know if that's in the card. So it might be my last game of the year. And it might be against the Cards. Hey, oh, well, because uh, the Cardinals. Well, actually, I know it won't be my last game of the year because I am going here in five days to Dallas to the Rangers Red Sox game um, on Wednesday, the twenty fifth. So, if any of you guys are listening, want to meet me up? Meet up with me at the stadium, the twenty fifth. Uh, I believe it's seven o'clock game. I'm going to get there at five. Just try to tour the stadium. Just take it in. Come on, all you Texas sportsaholics. Meet the she's. Tell us the things. That, tell them where the, the big brisket he needs to have or the big boot of beer he needs to drink out of. You tell them the, the Texas Ranger experience he needs to be having. We need to know, and you need to help us, sportsaholics, Texas. So here's, here's my dilemma. I want to enjoy the tastes of the stadium, but I'm flying back to Los Angeles that night. So I can't really dive into a plate of this with a, with a helmet full of that and two beers. It's like, cause I got to go sit on a plane and I don't want to go blow it out in an airport bathroom. It's just like, that's the last thing on earth I would want to do ever. So I just need like, what's the number one? I'll do one. Number one. I'm not doing six. And plus to sample six <laughs> different things. That's like a hundred dollars. I saw a, it's a $22 hot dog at Dodger Stadium. What's the best thing to do, Texas? Tell yes, us. If it's a brisket, cool. I'll try that. If it's a taco, whatever it is, just let me know. Um, at Sportsaholics, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Um, any any desire at all, Eric, to uh, get in a final Mets game or, or maybe go to a Knicks or Brooklyn game at all this upcoming season? Oh, I mean, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's anytime uh, we may have seen Eli Manning's final game, so I might have missed that. 
I might be looking forward to, uh, you know, it's, uh, I can't say, right, right now my biggest concern is the Red Sox keep Mookie Betts, to be absolutely 100% honest with you. And I and I feel like I had my big 108-game run. We it, the, the Red Sox have decided to shut David Price down. Uh, I feel we're boarding up the summer house early this year. Summer is over for the Red Sox, and I am fully on Patriot, uh, on board with the Patriots. Yeah, and it feels real lonely too. You, you know, like you're 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 the last car in that summer camp parking lot after everything's been boarded up, and you're looking around and just thinking what could have been, but an injury here, a, a foul ball there. And- it was just never our season. There was something you could tell right away that it was the opposite of last season, and. We would, you know, it's like the Red Sox could just never really get over 10 games over 500. And, you know, if you want to be in the playoffs, you have to be a little bit more. Everyone else is 30, 40 games over 500 at this point. And the Red Sox, uh, at this, as of this writing, as of this, is probably about six to eight games right at this moment. <laughs> and right as you're about to step into your 95 Toyota Corolla, you look back at the lake, at the spillover dam in the lake, and it's just... Dombrowski's body in a bunch of tweets. Where did the summer go? That's Stuck right. There. We started this trip with Dave Dombrowski, and we won't finish with him. No, his body's out in the lake, man, clogging things up. <laughs> um, Hilarious. Mookie Betts. Where's he going to go? I love Mookie Betts. I, I sat behind his mom at the Home Run Derby at the All-Star Game a couple years ago, and she was just wearing like his high school jersey. and Sure. She was just awesome. So his whole family – when I say awesome, there's no interaction. Just very, just happy, cheering, you know, just completely involved in what was going on with her son and, and other Boston Red Sox players. And it just made me happy as a fan to see that. They weren't, they were very polite. Look, to the, the fact that Boston finally got a, we got to root for a Mookie, you know what I'm saying? After, you know, it's like after, no, well, after no Mookie, Mookie Wilson, Wilson in 86. I understand it, that. I mean, well, I mean, it's like we got two things. We actually get to root for an Isaiah Thomas that we didn't hate, and we got to root for a Mookie who won us a World Series instead of lost us a World Series. You know what I'm saying? And Isaiah uh, Thomas again injured, having thumb surgery out for I think I saw eight weeks. So man, the guy cannot get a break. Um, uh, like Demarcus no. Cousins missed out on hundreds of millions of dollars, but uh, it, it's unbelievable what people miss out on. It's how, that's how the ball bounces in the NBA. Um, Literally. When you got such big contracts, they can't all work out like that. But when they do, good for you. Go buy a country, small island somewhere, some seventh guy, eighth guy on the bench that's making $36 million a year. And so, um, man, now I want to, now I'm going to dig up ridiculous NBA. I'm going to make a note right now ridiculous NBA contracts. And we'll do that at some point here down the line. The big dog, Glenn Robinson. First $100 million contract in the NBA, Glenn Robinson. Makes me think about Mike Oluwakandi, uh, the candy man from the Clippers. Pacific and all the University great Clipper zone, busts. Michael Oluwakandi. Yeah. Um, you know what I also wanted to do, Eric, is yep. dig into the archives, go back to some of our earlier episodes. I, I recently clicked on a hard drive that I hadn't plugged in, in a while, and I found – some you know episode 5 17 12 you know sure some of the older ones but um you know kind of go back and pull out some of those interviews because we had you know obviously the art stewart stuff 
was great. But even just recent ones like uh, Jeremy Mitchell with the Mitchell Back Company was great. Um, president of Evitz uh, Vintage in Seattle, um, talking about how they got started. Great interview. Um, you know, author. The great interview we did with the uh, president of the uh, Negro League Museum in Kansas City. Yep. Yeah, Bob Kendrick. Um, you know, we got we've had authors, directors. You know, people making documentaries. We've had sons of former female professional baseball athletes. Um, oh yeah. You know, it's you know it was it kind of blew my mind going back through, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot even even uh, like Adam Ray and uh, Andrew Santino, Steve Renazizi, um, Steve Byrne, Steve Byrne. You know. In fact, we were the first podcast ever at the comedy store. And if someone argues huh. that, I'll I'll just be like, "Who?" Cuz as far as I remember, we were the only ones pulling dragging equipment into the comedy store to record a That's podcast. That's right. I put it all in the bag. We in fact, we'd go up to the phone room that I'm pretty sure doesn't even exist anymore. Slash yep. Tommy's office, and Tommy would always yep. say, "Cool, here's the keys. Go on in there." Thank you, Tommy. Thank you for that opportunity to <laughs> unlock that. But uh, no, I think the first episode we uploaded was in 2011. I think we're coming up on the ninth year anniversary. And yes, we've taken months and years off. You know, sure. If you, if you condensed it all down, maybe it's five and a half, six years. But it's been a while. You know. I've done episodes from the middle of Texas in Ozona, Texas, when I was working yep. out there, which oddly enough, two years later, Eric runs out of gas. Where in Texas? Ozona. Yeah. A special place in both of our hearts. Um, but no, it's been I a don't crazy know. Ride. Yeah, that was so, the I just want road to, to the roast battle to South by Southwest. Sure. Yeah. Just use some of that old <laughs> stuff because I've forgotten about it. And, and most of you listeners. Some of you have been with us for a long time, but some of you are new to the game. So just to go back and, uh, you know, kind of replay some of that stuff. Caesar, as you know, I came on and visited you in Odessa, Texas. I told you it was sweatshirt weather out here in New York City today. I'm wearing the Permian Panther best in the game sweatshirt you got me from Odessa, Texas. That is the perfect. You're, see, I wonder, because since here's the thing, if you wear that, Let's say, I don't know, 30 times over the course of the fall, winter, whatever. You live close enough to the tourist trap where I feel like you're going to get stopped a couple times. And when that happens, I want to we want to hear about it here on the show. That's right. If you see Marino in New York wearing a uh, <laughs> his Permian Panther best in the game sweatshirt. <clears throat> Well, he'll give you a weed candy if you find him. You're not just limited to the Permian Basin, you know, in that area in Texas Tech. Like, that's a – even though they've only produced, I think, two NFL players, it's shocking how few they have. But right. um, everyone knows about that team in the state of Texas and even high school football fans. So I'm just – well, what I'm saying is you're welcome, I guess. That's a really long-winded you're welcome <laughs> and uh, – you deserved to one up because you took the time. I mean, I wouldn't have got you that had you not gone out of your way in 1994 to go to a Permian Panthers game, which I had that opportunity in in two years ago, and I and I did not go. Oh, I found I, all my pictures from that. Uh, the pep, I found the pep rally, the game. I found the whole thing, the locker room. Sure, on the whole thing. 
yeah, you gotta you gotta send that over just so I can upload a couple of them. But I opted I to go see an AJ Puck start for the Midland Rockhounds against uh, my Northwest Arkansas Naturals, the Royals Double A. Uh, baseball team and I think Puck struck out 13 he finally came back from Tommy Johns if he had been healthy all year I promise you that the A's would have 10 more wins you know and maybe a shot at the division um, he's already been dominant I think 25 innings in his four rehab appearances or not rehab but 25 innings I think 21 strikeouts, five walks. He's six seven, left-handed from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. National champion from Florida. Just a dominant mini Randy Johnson. So be on the and a ginger. You can't miss him. AJ Puck. <laughs> his whole name spelled out entirely is five fucking letters. That's another cool thing about him. Easy to spell, easy to follow. And that's my excuse for not going to a game. And like yourself, I was like, I don't know if I you can't. To show up to can you just show up to a high school game? Do they make you show a pass or something? <laughs> it is a tad it is a tad weird, you know? It's like I enjoy watching I enjoy watching people uh play in the uh, various softball, you know, uh little league, you know, kids playing little league, adults playing softball, you know, corporate teams, whatever. But there's that weird feeling where you're like, I don't want to be watching too intently, like I'm creepy. I just like, hey, I'm a guy that likes sports. Yeah, you almost want to get like a mid-major hat, like deck yourself out in Middle Tennessee state gear, and then show up. So then at least you look like you could be a recruiter, you know? Yeah, that. Oh, that's the. I'm, I'm here to. I'm here to recruit your eight-year-old children for uh, my mid-major team. I'm like, hey, I'm just a guy who's trying to write a little league script. I'm just using your children as a. It's like we're seeing kids that seeing like a little league team after the game, and the kids are all over on their phones was something I hadn't considered when I'm trying to write my little bad news bears kind of movie. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's, I'm having my non phone childhood experiences and realizing that to kids today, boy, they are on the Snapchats. Wait, I, I so wait, am I, is there an adaptation occurring? Is that what's, that's what type no, of- I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just talking about what script writers think about when they watch various sports. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cause I, I mean, I was excited. Um, and for you listeners that, um, are Cubs fans, uh, there's a little Island off the coast of Los Angeles called Catalina, Catalina, which has a bit of baseball historical significance. Eric, you care to fill the listener in? Unbelievable. 26 miles from Los Angeles on the island of Catalina. Uh, the likes of uh, a Cubs Cubs play-by-play announcer, radio play-by-play announcer, Ronald Reagan would call uh, Cubs spring training games out there on Catalina Island. Uh, it was such a thing that the, the, uh, the island was originally owned by the Wrigley's of uh, the chewing gum and Cubs owning Wrigley Wrigley Field fame. Really? <laughs> well, and, then, also, and that's and that's one of those things. It's one of those very interesting things about uh, Catalina. Unfortunately, also, none of the park or anything remains anymore. He uh, also brought a bunch of buffalo to the island, which now run yes. freely. There's herds of buffalo. In fact, last year a guy got gored by a buffalo while camping. So, so be careful out in Catalina of the buffalo. Where are the buffalo roam? 
there is, and I'm not saying, oh, this bucket list, but there's this incredible camping on the backside of the island that you can pay to be kind of chauffeured out there or hike. It's like a seven-mile hike, and you have to bring your food, everything with you. So, but very isolated, and I think that's that's where the guy was when he got gored uh, by the buffalo. Uh, well, I always enjoy a good goring story. Um, also, a little side note, too, for Cubs fans, there was a Wrigley Field um, in Los Angeles on 42nd place. It opened in 1925, closed in 1961. Uh, but, yeah, little known fact there. Well, relatively known fact. but We're full of facts. We're full of a lot of stuff. Sheezer, I think that's it for our day. Is that it? Is that it for our – we'll see each that's other on the – week. Oh. If you're in Southern California, if you're a desert rat out in the 909, if you're out by Palm Springs, Indio, I don't care if you're out – if you're down in El Centro, drive up. What I'm saying is I'll be performing at Hoods uh, in Palm Desert with Davey Wester uh, this Sunday, September 22nd. I believe tickets are $10, $15 at the door, 830 show uh it's gonna be a good time so come on out buy a ton of drinks a ton of food spend a bunch of money buy merch enjoy yourself and that's that's about it go john j-o-n is here.com again follow us on twitter instagram at sportsaholics and that's it for me eric you got anything uh, yes, I got. Uh, if you're in the New York City area uh, on uh, September 25th, a Wednesday, I believe, and the day before my birthday, I'll be hosting Taking Chances, produced by Teddy Smith. Lots of uh, great uh, comics trying new stuff, new material at the Broadway Comedy Club on 53rd, and uh, and then on uh, and coming uh, October 5th, uh, first Saturday of the month, uh, Christy Miller produces and i always i always host christy miller's uh wow wow west comedy show uh which is saturday night 11 o'clock october 5th uh late night uh rowdy stuff lots of fun uh lots of great comics some amazing things we're gonna have matt edgar just in from just moved from california will be doing a guest spot so guys uh you know at september 25th at the broadway you can see me or october 5th at the at the west side comedy club for the wow wow west show uh, she's or until then, until until Monday after the Chiefs and the Patriots both play. Hey, real I guess. quick, real quick. If yep. any of you listeners have a Permian Panthers hoodie, you could give to Matt Edgar because he's a poor Southern California boy, <laughs> going to be experiencing his first cold New York winter. So if you got a Permian Panthers hoodie that you could send out to Matt Edgar, I know he would surely appreciate that. That's all. That's all, Eric. Continue. All right. Until then, I'm Eric Reno. That's John Sheezer. This is a train whistle. Stay obsessed.